Coming up on Tech Thing, Windows 10 is here. Is it really free? What's a Cortana? And should you upgrade? We have answers. Motorola's sick new Android phones, college bound. Some ideas on what you should be studying, all coming up on Tech Thing. If you get something useful out of this episode of Tech Thing, please consider contributing to the show at patreon.com slash techthing. You'll not only help make the show possible, but you'll get access to our special monthly Patreon subscribers only build videos. Go check them out. Thanks so much. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patty Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. At least on the good days. And today is a good day! Windows 10 is here! I'm so excited about this, but unfortunately I can't install it on my computer yet because I haven't received my invite. Ugh. You can download the ISO. We'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. Look, for some of us, it's been here for a while, Windows 10. Before we bombard you with Windows talk, uh, let's talk about phones, specifically Motorola's latest. Um, oh, yeah. The new Moto G is awesome. It fixes my only real complaint about the Moto G 4G LTE I ran before I bought my iPhone 6, <laughs> the camera. Seriously, this is a sick deal for 180 bucks. A 5-inch HD display, a Snapdragon 410 processor, a 2470 hour battery pack, a 13 megapixel camera, which hopefully has a decent sensor. It's waterproof to a meter. I love the, the, the picture of the phone on the page. It's like, look, Water. I'm in water. Yeah, I mean, one <laughs> meter is like, you know, kiddie pool territory, but you don't have to worry about splashing it. Um, they also made it customizable with the Moto Maker. Nice. To be like, oh, I want a white front. I want a black front. I Very want. Cool. Oh, let's, okay, definitely the turquoise back. And let's do orange accents because I'm a freak. Uh, let's, yeah, definitely raspberry shells. The only real options on it are 16 or 8 Ooh. gigabyte. Ooh, that's small. Well, micro SD card? Micro SD card slot. Capped at 32 gigabytes. Oh. Well, there's a reason for that. Hmm. Motorola's new flagship phone. <laughs> the Moto X, yeah. So this one looks pretty nice. This is called the Moto X Style, or in the US, it's called the Moto X Pure Edition. It's pretty affordable, too. It's $399, gets you a 5.7-inch quad HD display, Snapdragon 808 processor, 3 gigs of RAM, which I really like, 21 megapixel camera. Of course, megapixels aren't the only cool thing in here, and it's universal LTE banding, which means that it includes any network in the world, including Verizon's CDMA network. $399, that's going to get you 16 yeah. gigs, which personally I think is rather small, but it does have a micro SD card slot in it up to 128 gigs. You can also get 32 and 64 gig versions inside as well. So that one's pretty fancy. Yeah, and they also, it's kind of, the reason I think they capped the Moto G at 32 gigabytes for the micro SD card, the Moto kind X Play. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, so the Moto X Pure, the Moto G is available now. The mm -hmm. Moto X Pure is available this fall. The Moto right. X Play, we don't have an announcement date on that. Five and a half inch full HD display, another 21 megapixel camera, dual LED flash. The, again, the 3650 milliamp hour battery pack. They're claiming 48 hours of battery life. Uh, Snapdragon 615 wow. processor, that's going to sell for $299. Okay. Yeah. But no launch date yet. Mm. Yeah. I want to know the launch date. We do all want to know the <laughs> launch dates. Uh, both the Pure and the Play include Turbo Power, yes. which Motorola claims charges even faster than the Samsung Galaxy S6. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to test that out. Yes. I'll test, test that theory because I love <laughs> Turbo Charge or Quick Charge or whatever <laughs> maker you have. Fast charging is good. Fast charging is very good. Yes, okay. It is. I think it's ready. I think we're ready for Windows 10. Okay. Let's start Windows 10. Okay. Windows 10 is here. I am upgrading all of my Windows 8 machines. Yes. Uh, mostly because after using Windows 10 for months and months and months, I just can't stand the Windows 8 interface anymore. I get you. <laughs> Period. That said, you, you have until July 29, 2016 to get your free upgrade from your valid Windows 7, 8, or 8.1 licensed computer. Hmm. After that year, it will cost you money to upgrade if you haven't already done so. 
I have loved Windows 10. There have been a couple points where, where I've had to hammer my skull against the desk, but I was running a beta operating system on my primary machine. Mm. Some of my friends consider it kind of buggy. You may want to run it on a secondary machine or in a virtual machine or dual boot before you commit to it, which okay. is sensible. We'll talk more about this in a minute, though. That makes sense. Now, yeah. if of course, if you guys are wondering exactly what free means, which is free. what I was curious about, too, as, as well, as in, is it free for life, or is it just free for one year, and then something pops up on your computer <laughs> and says, hey, it's time to pony up, buddy. So luckily, to quote Terry Meyerson on blogs.windows.com, this is more than a one-time upgrade. Once a Windows device is upgraded to Windows 10, we will continue to keep it current for the supported lifetime of the device at no cost. Now, what exactly that means, right. that supported lifetime of the device, I guess we'll kind of find out eventually. Well, eventually. <laughs> if, you, if you think of OS 10, right, it's like five or six years Seven right, years, yeah. several years. So I'm, I'm anticipating anything that runs Windows 10 right now should still run it three to five years from now. Yeah, I That's guess we'll a find guess. out. So I want to know what really makes you love Windows 10 so much, okay. other than just interface. Well, actually, the interface is, is a huge part of it, the start menu. Uh, yes. A love for the desktop is back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, remember, you know, the, I think the, the, the most terrifying experience I had with Windows 8, and, and obviously this is a low barrier for, for terror, is when I hit a PDF <laughs> and all of a sudden, whomp, the yes. PDF took up my entire screen. I couldn't minimize it. I couldn't slide it. I couldn't. It was like, you're going to look at this because single tasking is the new. You know. I hate that. Yeah. So what's really interesting about Windows 10 is that, for one thing, modern apps work with the desktop. They've kept a bunch of stuff from Windows 8, great memory handling, for example, and killed a lot of the forced interface changes like the whoop, you know, giant. And admittedly, they backed <laughs> off good. of that fairly quickly. But that was, that was just one of those moves where you're just like, what were you thinking? The start menu is awesome. Um, what about this Cortana thing? Okay, so Cortana. I know Cortana, you played with it a little bit, and it kind of worked. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of Cortana. It's so bad. <laughs> it's okay. So I don't think it's that bad at all. So let's do. It's rather than me like saying Cortana and it looking at me like I'm insane. You know, how high is Mount Everest? Hmm. Okay. Oh, hey, that was good. Remind me to pick up milk. Now that sucks. This looks really simple, right? But one of the things oh, is, that's nice. yeah, Cortana gets really interesting, um, like geofencing as an idea. Um, you mm. know, so Cortana starts out with like, "Hey, okay, I, I can talk to it. It'll launch an application." But with things like geofencing, you can actually tell when you are near something. You can tell it to remind you. <laughs> speaking of reminders, remind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's, it's crazy, right? Um, I think Cortana gets really, really interesting as the Android and iOS applications kind of come up to speed. Yeah. And you know, Windows talks to you know your Windows app or your your Cortana app on your phones, Android, right. iOS. And <laughs> when I drive, you know, when I when I'm when I'm moving towards Costco, it pops up a reminder like, "Hey, you need to buy six months worth of toilet paper at Costco." That's that cool. sounds really ridiculous, but but it can be really, really helpful, especially when you're driving back home and then you go. Crap, I gotta go back to the store and pick up that thing I forgot. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Which interesting. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at, so the, the notebook's kind of where you set up Cortana and start telling it things, like connected accounts, Office 365. Now, if I get Gmail in here or some other stuff, mm -hmm. then it suddenly becomes like, you know, let's see. Email snubs, what time is the shoot? Okay, snobs is, is my pronunciation, but, you know, who else do you <laughs> want to email, right? So, um... 
<laughs> Cancel. I, and obviously, I'm not the best Cortana navigator, but... Well, it's similar to learning how to use the Amazon Echo. Well, it's now listening to, to you try to do it, but... <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, right? Cortana's very much a work in progress, but mm -hmm. if, if I want to be Cortana Southwest Flights Oakland to Las Vegas... And look at that. Nice. Yeah, it gets contextual and starts searching. So it's it's a work in progress. And I gotta say, Windows 10 itself is really an operating system. It, it's no longer like, hey, this is the operating system. Windows 10 is here and it's gonna be developing continually. That's Case good. in point, mandatory upgrades for everybody not using Pro or Enterprise. You can delay upgrades, but only for a few months. Oh. On one hand, this will prevent a lot of Windows XP problems. On the other hand, forced hardware driver updates make me nervous. The day yeah, before launch, the Nvidia thing. Yeah, so the day before uh, uh, Windows 10 launched, uh, there was uh, Nvidia driver problems. Like Nvidia drivers and Windows drivers had major conflicts. That was actually fixed within a day or so. Um, the oh, packages like KB3073930, which allows you to prevent the problematic driver or update from reinstalling automatically the next time Windows updates are installed. <sighs> so. It's interesting because Microsoft built Windows 10 differently than any operating system they've ever built. Instead of like, we are giving the users this, yo Windows 8, and then building for a couple of years and then beta testing like the last little chunk of development, right. um, they modified the operating system based on how the insider, uh, the insider preview users, yo, were actually using it. Mohammed's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I had a chance to talk to Mohammed Samji, the, the group program manager for core user experience on desktop. Huge title, interesting guy. He told me, we invested a ton in telemetry. We're becoming data scientists using data to steer the product. This is cool. As they add features, they look to see if people are using them. Are they using them successfully? They're learning by watching how folks use the operating system, then trying to make it more effective, which might be as much about educating the user, how do we teach them how to use this, as it is about changing the operating system. That's awesome. There should yeah. be more companies that are paying attention to how people are actually using their products mm -hmm. instead of just considering what they think people are going to do with the products. Yeah, that, I think that's really smart. So mm -hmm. this is the Windows Store I'm looking at right here. You know, Microsoft has acknowledged that you have older applications. They are going to be cool with you running them. Now, if you want to have like, you know, okay, I want a live tile, your application is going to have to be distributed through the store. Oh. That said, they don't care. You got old Windows 32 apps? Yeah. That's fine. What, their goal here was to take like the best of Windows 7, the best of Windows 8, support all the apps, um, and the new modern UI apps, um, and make it all work. And Stick it all inside one store, and that's the only place that you can go to get that stuff. No, you can you can download apps from anywhere. Oh, okay. But you know, for example, there's certain features like if you want you know if you want live tiles, as if you're a developer and you want your app to have live tiles, the only way you're going to get live tiles is by doing a modern app and distributing it through Microsoft Store. Okay. Right. So there's restrictions in there. Right. Um, and then there's the whole world of gaming. Yes. <laughs> So this is my big thing. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how well my Xbox mm -hmm. One is going to be compatible with the Windows 10 working together, especially because they talked about being able to stream from the Xbox One over to Windows 10. So I actually found over at Digital, Digital Trends. Trends. These are good people. I yes, like these guys. they are very good people. So they actually tested out the gaming on here. They said that the streaming service delivered solid performance. Gameplay was mo mostly smooth with a few little frame skips here and there, but nothing that would keep the experience from mirroring what you'd find on the Xbox itself. They also said that there's a slight delay with your input to change on the screen, and the Xbox app for the Windows 10 will keep uh, the last 30 seconds. This is really cool, like a yeah. DVR 
function of the last 30 seconds of gameplay in 30 FPS 720p, but they're hoping to increase that to 1080p soon, of the <laughs> video file of your gameplay, which then you could actually post online if you wanted to, and pretty much wherever you want. Look, I got sniped. Very, very look, I got cool. sniped. Look, I got sniped. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what mine would be like. Oh, look, I died again in this FPS. Oh, I'm yes. terrible. <laughs> And of course, there's also DirectX 12, which is promised to be a really big performance boost if your card and game supports it. Of course, you have to have that support, but it looks like it's going to take a while before we really see that boost in the real world of yeah. video gaming. I mean, it's kind of funny, like, this is a big NVIDIA article, GeForce GTX is game ready for Windows 10 and DirectX 12, but the reality is it's just, there's just, you know, yes, there'll be improved effects, right, but... Yeah. You know, gaming, it lags. It <laughs> lags the hardware and the yep. operating system developments. Um, it's awesome when it works. Windows 10, the command prompt now has copy and paste, resizable windows, text wraps. Uh, uh, that's really cool. <laughs> well, it used to be like you'd have to go into properties and go into this sort of experimental mode, but now yeah. it's actually inside the the command prompt window and I can make it as big as I oh want. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Edge browser um, is okay. That's okay. not the Edge browser, that's TweetDeck. Uh, but if I click on the Edge browser icon, I'll get the Edge browser. Um, there's no plugins yet, which oh. might drive you a little bit crazy. Virtual desktops are okay, but I really love that Snap now packs up to four windows. Oh, um, yes. I've which, been waiting for this for yeah. so long. <laughs> so my primary desktop machine is like 2560 by 1440. This is even better for 4K. Um, you know, so if I have Windows open and I go uh, Windows key and the left, if I highlight a window, and it always worked before, there we go. Ah, okay, and so Windows key left puts it on the left side. Right, and Windows key right puts it on the right side. So let's put uh -huh. the command line over there, and then if I want to go to another application, um, I can make that one, let's see, down and over. Oh. So I can pack the windows in. So cool. There's just a lot of little things inside of here, right? Yeah. The new multi-touch, three, fing uh, three fingers down, um, if, you're, if, you're, if your hardware supports it, three fingers down uh, will reveal the desktop, three fingers okay. up will bring back windows, three fingers right or left uh, is the equivalent of an alt tab. Oh, funny. So, yeah, I kind of think of, you know, it, it's like the Wolverine mode. Yeah. So what was interesting is, is one of the things Muhammad pointed out, do you use Alt-Tab in Windows? Absolutely. Do you use Alt-Tab in Windows? All the time. That's like all I do. Six percent of Windows users actually use Alt-Tab. So one of the things Microsoft found wow. is they were building. So they, they, by the time it completely ramped up, the Insider Preview was up to about five million people. That's wow. a huge number of people. Um, using the operating system. So Microsoft is spending a lot of time teaching new Windows 10 features uh, over time and figuring out tools and things. So it's not like, here are the 27,000 things yeah, you need to know which about. Which you're never going to remember right. all at once. So their goal is to be like, hey, this person does this. We'll teach them how to do this, and that'll make their life easier. Okay. So to They're wrap... Like training us. Yes. <laughs> which is good, right? But, but that's one of the running jokes. Like, 90% of the users of Microsoft Word slash Excel slash apparently Windows yeah. use 10% of the features, right? So now they want you to take advantage of the other 90%. Okay. So, look, for most folks, um, waiting a little while to upgrade is probably a good idea for your primary machine. A ton of development has been done in the past few weeks. More fixes are going to come hot and heavy over the next month or two as millions of people download. 190 countries got Windows 10 today. Wow. Right? Their goal That's is, awesome. yeah, their goal is like they want a billion people on Windows 10. 
surprises like that NVIDIA driver glitch uh, will inevitably pop up. Microsoft is working hammer and tongs to fix them as quickly as possible. Me, I'm all about never using Windows 8 again, so I'm gonna ride this out. I've been doing <laughs> it for months. You might be smarter than I am. That said, if you're thinking dual boot, VM, or a secondary machine, um, do it now. Mm -hmm. Like, go for it. If, you know, at least as long as you're not a Windows Media Center user, yeah. which is gone. <laughs> well, it just it's Windows 8 or Windows 7. Super, super fun. <laughs> of course, we have a lot more that we're going yeah. to be discussing about Windows 10. We're going to talk a little bit about the security yes. and some questions that I had personally. But meanwhile, Darren is all about the turtles. What's turtles. going on, Darren? Lander. Hey Patrick, check it out, Hack 5 this week. We are debuting the Land Turtle as well as checking out some awesome stuff you can do with open VPN servers, little things called site to site, bridging two discrete networks. It's so much fun. Check it out over at hak5.org. This week's rapid fire roundup is all about Windows 10 security. It is great that Windows Defender is installed with Windows 10 by default. Edge promises big steps forward from Internet Explorer and security, but there are still things to watch out for. Ready, Shannon? I'm ready. Go! So, my top three Windows 10 security concerns, the first one being all about Wi-Fi. Specifically, Windows 10 has this thing called Wi-Fi Sense, which auto-logins to open Wi-Fi networks, which sounds terrible, and it kind of is, and then private networks that you've previously logged into before. So, if you want to cut this off on your computer, luckily PC World wrote up a nice little article about it. Basically, all you have to do is go into your Start menu, go to Settings, Network, and Internet, under Wi-Fi, Manage Wi-Fi Settings, and turn off basically everything. They have a bunch of options under here, such as connect to suggested open hotspots, which is really insecure, connect to networks shared by my contacts, which sounds odd, and a few other things. So just turn everything off. Uh, you can manage your Wi-Fi settings right there. And since friends can also store your home network if they've logged into it before, you either need to manually like hop on their computer right there and turn off sharing on their computer, or, and this is a little weird, you want to add underscore opt out to the end of your Wi-Fi name, your SSID. <laughs> so that sounds really weird and it's annoying because you have to go back into your router and change your Wi-Fi Wi-Fi SSID. But as long as you put that underscore opt out, it will not include you in sharing on Wi-Fi Sense. So your, your Wi-Fi network would be protected at that point. You wouldn't be able to share it out to whoever comes over and decides to use your Wi-Fi. Good to know. Isn't it weird that they included that? It's a little peculiar. Yeah, it is. So, number two, of course... <laughs> Did I mention continuing upgrades over time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully it changes in the future. <laughs> Moving on, number two is if you missed my rant a couple of weeks ago about on ThreatWire about Flash, which mm -hmm. I went on for a few minutes. I'm sorry, Paul, because you had to edit that. Edge in Windows 10 has Flash enabled, but luckily it can be turned off in the Advanced Browser Settings menu. So it's very simple to do. Right. Just click Settings, Advanced Settings, and you have the option to turn off flash in there so do it do it now <laughs> and number three i put up two fingers number three and this is written up by the next web which is one of my favorite sites in the world how to configure your new os here are some privacy issues that you should know about so down here they list a whole bunch of different security concerns that everybody should mm -hmm. probably pay attention to for example <laughs> data syncing by defaults this is something that windows decided to or microsoft mm -hmm. decided to include in windows 10. that can be deactivated under the settings as well but they say hey it should be opt 
in as opposed to opt out, as okay. I agree. Uh, there's other things in here, such Cortana. as Cortana being, Cortana being the sexy spy in the machine. <laughs> so obviously, with any voice assistance, you're going to have a little bit of a privacy concern there. They're going Since to have the woman access who lets to, Amazon listen to every Amazon activity Echo. in your I home. <laughs> I have an Amazon Echo. It's very, very useful. But I understand yeah. that there's a privacy concern there because it has access to my calendar. It has access to like my grocery list. Right. So if that got out somehow, people would know what groceries I'm buying all the time. Cheats, Not a lot that of it's very butter. interesting. Well, well, look at all that lucky charms that she buys. But yeah, so Cortana <laughs> has access to things like music, alarm settings, uh, your calendar, right. whether the lock screen is on, what you view and purchase, so on and so forth. It's just something to keep in mind whenever you're dealing with these kind of voice assistants. Also, um, Microsoft knows what you are doing, as they say. So I'm going to read this straight from the website. They, they quote, the updated terms state that Microsoft will collect information from you and your devices, including, for example, app use data for apps that run on Windows and data about the networks that you connect to. And advertisers will know about you as well because, hey, it's advertising. The advertising ID for each user on each device in Windows 10 will be generated. Uh, that can be used by developers and ad networks to profile you. Again, you can turn this off in the settings as well. So luckily, they do enable that ability to turn all of this stuff off. And a couple of weeks ago, my last mention, Patrick actually posted this on our Facebook page, and thank you for posting this. It's very informative. Over at Lifehacker, written up by Eric Ravenscraft, how to configure Windows 10 to protect your privacy. And he goes through a list of all mm -hmm. the different things that you can do to protect your privacy on here, including a lot of these settings, um, options that you have inside of Windows 10, right. as well as doing a clean install, as opposed to just buying a machine that has it pre-installed on there, because that can sometimes have some bloat well with security. <laughs> Shovelware. Security confirmed. Yeah. Yes, shovelware. So, of course, if you guys have any security concerns or tips, questions about Windows 10, definitely email me, ask at techthing.com, because I'm really interested in that kind of thing for this operating system. Plus, ThreatWire is always good, too. Yes. YouTube.com slash ThreatWire. <laughs> Giovanni from Atlanta posted on Facebook, what courses should I take in college to more prepare me for the wave of tech? I have my A-plus CompTIA so far. Thanks for answering. Which brings us to our HostGator Disruptive Tech of the Week, or maybe how to get yourself in position to ride the wave of the next disruptive tech. Hmm. First up, uh, as Bolt Matrix responded on the Twitters, it really depends on what direction you want to go. A-plus isn't as important as it was 10 years ago. Oh. Um, we had a lot of responses on Twitter that emphasized security. For obvious reasons, right, security yeah. is a hot mess in the online universe right now. Always is, probably will be for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much a guarantee for decades to come. Uh, CompTIA Security Plus was noted a bunch. At Alhalla. Uh, pointed out, he said actually, uh, or she, um, I'm not sure now that I look <laughs> at the, the Twitter name, in any case, said a bunch of great tweets, notes that healthcare and IT are converging in huge ways. Oh. Check out at GovHit, at HimSS, and learn to admin at ErandHit. Okay. Which is an acronym I can't pronounce. Um, we also got a bunch of great tweets from at Rhea underscore, who made a great observation. People generally are the most stable part of the equation these days. Tech itself will change, mm. sure, but people. That's interesting. So he's, he's yeah. saying be, be able to manage people. Well, he's also saying, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, he points out that you know, um, you know, great business managers uh, and management skills are kind of timeless and applicable everywhere. Um, you know, ethics classes, teaching classes, stuff yeah. that's more around people than tech. Honestly, he says that's the trend for the United States. Um, at Mikovsky adds in there English. Tech writing, if you can't communicate effectively, you're ultimately hamstringing your future success, which mm. a lot of people echoed. Um, yeah. Thinking very broadly, at Sweet Chuck says, courses that teach problem solving. Physics is my choice, but mechanical and electrical engineering would probably be all right. That kind of brings me problem to- Problem solving, yes. Yeah, well, I've, so you've heard me talk about my friends on the nerds list. Yeah. Um, so, this list of people that, that I exchange email with includes some of the most successful folks I know that code for a living. They are all super smart and they are all super well educated, especially compared to an English nerd like me. <laughs> uh, my friend Ben responded, machine learning, deep learning, artificial intelligence, probably going to be the dominant thing in the industry for the next decade or longer. My friend Tom added, uh, yes, machine learning, AI, also statistics, compiler theory, security, distributed systems, and operating systems would be his picks. Um, Tom also adds, as far as programming language courses go, he probably wouldn't specifically take courses on particular programming languages, especially those offered by most colleges. If you take the right computer science courses, you'll probably pick up multiple languages along the way. I have to agree with that. I yeah. took Java when I was in college, and I never used it. <laughs> well, Tom's exception would be uh, courses that function on uh, excuse me, courses that focus on functional programming languages, Lisp, wow. Haskell, or other niches. Uh, Justin, who is another amazing human being, uh, seconds that he says, learn a Lisp dialect. Lisp distills the essence of programming down to let you learn the most fundamental concepts. He also says, be sure to dabble. Have a side project or three. They can open up what is next in your career, and they're fun. And he also says, finally, sit near the most sophisticated engineers in your company, <laughs> your group, or your team. That's learn, smart. Yeah, well, he says you'll <laughs> learn all sorts of random things you wouldn't otherwise. Uh, Grant, another amazing human being, says, I would say more than anything, follow your passion in tech. Yes. I think if you pick something that is popular but you aren't passionate about it, don't do it. Passion means that you are a voracious learner in that area, a builder, a tinkerer, a contributor, etc. Also, more than anything, help others first. Find people that share your passions and surround yourself with those people. Matt, another amazing human being, says, second all this stuff, and I would say more than any questionable technical skills I have, it's the softer skills that have gotten me farther. So be being passionate about it and being able to communicate effectively. English classes, team-based work are huge differentiators. And Benjamin says, I think the biggest thing I got from my computer science degree is the ability to process and learn new languages and frameworks. Aside from that, he's always believed that a four-year computer science degree combined with as much real-world experience is the best bet. A bachelor's degree with two years experience is better than a master's in most hmm. cases. He adds that I don't think I'd recommend someone go into a very specific area such as AI versus being a generalist and getting whatever job comes along first. I think it's better to get your foot in the door and get over the course of your first five or ten years working to find out where you fit in the ecosystem rather than investing a ton of time up front for an area which you may not like. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. so many good ideas so, there. And the passion thing really, really strikes hard. I mean, that's that's... Yeah, Work passion. sucks less if you enjoy it. Yep, it's so true. Um, I don't know how else to say that. Thanks to everybody who responded on Twitter. Thanks to everybody on the Nerds List. Yes, thank you. Yeah, tons of great ideas here. And this is just like one corner of the tech universe. 
I really, really hope that helped you out, Giovanni. And hey, if you start a business or you need a website or if you have a website and you need better hosting, do us a favor, host it over at our sponsor, HostGator.com. Use the coupon code TECHTHING, that's T-E-K THING, and you'll get 30% off any new hosting package. And that lets them know that we sent you and it helps us support the show. Yes, thank you. If you're a fan of Tech Thing, make sure you subscribe at techthing.com on iTunes or youtube.com slash techthing. That makes sure you get each and every episode. But if you want to take it to the next level, consider contributing to the show at patreon.com slash techthing. You can donate however much you want per episode, and every little bit counts, and you're going to get access to our monthly build episodes. Those are new starting in August. Can't donate? No worries. Please take the time to send us your questions, your tips, and to share the show with your friends and family. And giving our video the thumbs up on YouTube and liking our Facebook page all helps. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Now that we've solved the future of your education, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to Windows 10. Pro versus home. Which one do you get for free? Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, so luckily, CNET did this great little write-up that includes information on which one you will get for free based on which Windows 7 or which Windows 8 or 8.1 version that you're currently yeah, no. running. So if you're on Windows 7 Starter, Home Basic, or Windows 7 Home Premium, you will get Windows 10 Home. If you have Windows 7 Professional or Windows 7 Ultimate, you'll be upgraded to Windows 10 Pro. For 8.1 or 8, uh, if you're running, running Windows 8.1 Standard, you'll receive Windows 10 Home. And those running 8.1 Pro or 8.1 Pro for students will receive eight, uh, Windows 10 Pro. And then if you're on the mobile side, of right. course, if you're running Windows Phone 8.1, you'll get Windows 10 Mobile as your free upgrade. So everybody gets a free one. And I also <laughs> wanted to mention there are some differences between yeah. Home and Pro, uh, mostly just on the Pro side, which includes BitLocker. Of course, that is still included. It also has support for remote desktops, virtualization, mm -hmm. group policy management, of course, and access to the Windows 10 Business Store. Now, I do want to mention, though, a lot of those things you can get right. third-party software for, like virtualization. Right. So you don't necessarily need the Pro Edition unless you're using it to run a business. So that's probably the biggest concern. True. Unless you want BitLocker. True. A couple more thoughts on the Windows 10 upgrade. First up, period. End of subject. Back up your data. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. If, you're, you know, if you don't want to back up your data, you can run it in a virtual machine uh, like any other operating system. If you want to dual boot, I highly suggest you back up, then go to How To Geeks, How To Dual Boot Windows 10 with Windows 7 or 8. Oh, I love these write-ups. Yeah, it's a very clear step-by-step -step guide, starting with, hey, resizing your Windows 7 or 8 partition to make space. Oh. Um, but it's interesting because as I sort of started surveying people, you know, I'm running it on my primary machine. Some of my friends have, are running it on their primary machine. A lot of people I know are running it uh, like in parallels in a VM. Oh, yeah. A secondary machine or on uh, dual booting, I think, is the, the trailing. I'll probably do dual booting myself just to see how it goes with my home machine first yeah. before I actually decide to convert. Yeah. I'm a slow converter. <laughs> slow converter. And also, a lot of folks asked if they'd get a new product key with Windows 10, or does it convert their Windows or 7 or 8 key into a Windows 10 key? I was curious about that as well. Well, it's kind of like, can I use my old Windows 8 or 7 operating yeah. system on another machine while I use Windows 10 on this new, on my primary machine? Yeah. 
So luckily, Microsoft told us exactly the upgrade is specific to the device, not your Microsoft account. So the short answer is no. 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 <laughs> we also had some uh, US, UK, and Aussie users with bandwidth, 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 bandwidth limitations. That thing. Uh, <laughs> ask if they can download the update once and installed on multiple machines, because it would be kind of horrifying to blow yeah. through your data cap in one night of glorious Windows 10 downloads. Oh. Uh, Microsoft said, uh, actually a couple days ago, quote, will prompt customers that we know are on bandwidth metered connections. Many retailers will also install Windows 10 within their store and will make available downloadable media for customers who may want to create a USB key to install from. And lo and behold, this morning, boom, Microsoft.com slash en-us slash software dash download slash Windows 10. Yes, we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, you can download ISO files uh, from the Microsoft yes. uh, Create well, basically, you download the application. Mm -hmm. It will, you know, it, it, it downloads the operating system for you. Right. And it creates an installation uh, DVD or USB. The download was incredibly fast in the United States. That's good. Something else to, <laughs> to think about if you want to go to, so I'm going to type in a Cortana update because it's, it's the search. It's oh. all the search. But if I go to check for updates, oh, derp. If I actually click on the right thing when Cortana, <laughs> since I can't type, if I hit the microphone, it'll actually listen. Windows update. And this is why I mostly type. <laughs> Did I mention work in progress? So check for updates, system settings. The thing I wanted to show you guys, if you go into Windows update, um, and it'll load in just a second, because apparently it knows it's being recorded right now. If you go into advanced options, it gives you right Oh. And, and this is obviously my last insight. It's funny, insider builds stay as insider builds. Um, you, don't, really? you don't get a final version. You get to stay in the Windows Insider program. Oh. That's, that's something to talk about later. But uh, where did it go? Well, there it is. Choose how updates are delivered. Um, updates from more than one place. So I can actually get updates from Microsoft oh, cool. and uh, get updates from and send updates to PCs on my local network. Awesome. So the idea is that if I want to conserve metered bandwidth, I yeah. can sort of download once and migrate. Wow. Um, send us some non-Windows 10 questions, please. <laughs> I've read so much about <laughs> Windows 10 the past couple of days. I'm excited to update to it, um, but I might take a few days. Yeah. Not to mention DEF CON's coming up, so a little busy. There may be a lot of security <laughs> next week. And there might be. <laughs> if you want to send us Windows 10 questions, by all means, we will, we will take them each and every one and do our best to answer all of them. Absolutely. Ask at techthing.com. And remember, I'm so excited about this too. I just got it. That's mine. Once in a while, put down your phone, step away from the screen, close the laptop, and do something analog like play an instrument. Am I playing this? To learn to play an instrument. I know four chords. That's good. Yesterday you knew one, and it was the open chord with all four strings. I'm Patrick Norton. I'm Shannon Morse. We'll see you next week on Tech Thing. DEFCON! We'll be in the booth. Land turtles. Landturtle.com. G, G, G. There's G. Oh, that's a G? Yeah, that's a that's G. That's a D on a regular guitar. F. The strings D are all different. C. And then there's this thing called chunking, where you go like, something like that. <laughs> it's like, it's funny because uh, the first time I grabbed ukulele, I went to play bar chords, and I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> ah, 
see, I'm trying to play guitar chords on this. Well, I played guitars for like a decade. That's amazing. I started playing guitar like 20 years ago. Someday I'll even learn how to play ukulele properly. Right now though, I want to take a moment to thank every one of the individuals who helped bring the show. Thank here. you. And to thank you for watching it. Thank you. Thank you. Are you are you creating a thank you song? Yeah. Hold on, save it. We'll do it in Vegas. <laughs> we'll get you drunk, hand you a ukulele, and you can do the, <laughs> oh, in front of the Double Down Saloon. Oh gosh. The happiest yeah. place on earth. <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna be fucking late. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week.